0: John chapter 15, if you would. John 15 and verse 1, we'll begin reading. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches." He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, even so have I loved you. Continue, Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day, Lord. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for the beautiful weather today. And uh, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together uh, with the people of God, Lord, and to look into your word. And we pray that you would meet with us, Lord, that you would do a work in each heart here today. Now, Father, we pray for your blessing on the word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Abiding in Christ, and so this morning we're going to talk about abiding in His precepts. Uh, Really, it's kind of piggybacking on last week. Uh, We talked about abiding in prayer last week, but uh, one of the things we emphasized was the importance of uh, keeping the Word of God and and being right and obedient to God's Word and how that may affect our prayer life. Uh, And this week, uh, verse 10 says, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. So abiding in His precepts or commandments, uh, there's war over the Word of God today. There truly is. Uh, there's, a, there's a battle. Uh, there's people that despise it, people that deny it, those that are distorting it. Um, and then there's those that love it, believe it, and are applying it to their lives. They're obeying it. Uh, there's really, truly a battle in uh, Listen, for those who reject its precepts, those who reject the Word of God, it brings oppression. Uh, they, don't, they don't see it that way, but that's the reality of what it is. And, and any nation that would sanction any violation of God's Word uh, will not prosper. And we see it firsthand in our nation today. Proverbs fourteen thirty four: righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Uh, so anybody that would deny the Word of God and and not make application of it will, will suffer uh, the consequences. You can't prosper if you're neglecting the teaching of God's Word. I believe that with all my heart. And, and the, the longer I've been saved and, and the more I've lived the Christian life, the more I find that to be true. And so no family can experience joy when they neglect the principles of the Bible. Right. We're good at pointing the finger everywhere else. Boy, this nation's a mess. How's your family? How are you? Uh, That's where it all begins. That's how we fix the nation to begin with. Uh, So uh, we're not going to fix it this November. I assure you that. Um, Pray for the elections. Pray that God does a work. But uh, the reality is if we would fix our families and align our families with God's word, that's the true solution that's going to fix America. Um, As we submit to God's word, uh, in those things God promises to bless. Um, listen, your marriage will be better if you would obey the Word of God. When you fail to love the teachings of our Savior, uh, you'll fail to love one another as you ought to in, the, in your marriage. Uh, or for those that are looking to have a spouse someday. When we abide in his precepts, there's an inner joy that that springs up simply because we are obedient to the maker. Uh, There is a joy and peace that comes when we're just simply obedient to God. Uh, and, And because he's designed this whole thing. He's the creator of it all. And so abiding in his precepts proves our love this morning. John 14 and verse 15 says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. Do you love the Lord today? Beyond just saying that we do. Most in this room this morning, I think, would admit that you would verbally come out. If we went around the room, you would say, I do love the Lord. But what does the Lord say here? If you love me, keep my commandments. Are you keeping his commandments? Are you living in his precepts? Are you abiding in his precepts? Uh, Jesus' message was very simple. If you love him, you need to demonstrate that by keeping his commandments. So if you're not keeping His commandments, that's a demonstration that you do not love Him. Uh, And that's a very sobering thought because at times we fail to keep the commandments. We fail in areas of our life and that's an indication that there's a lack of love toward our Savior, at at times at least. No one should ever have to coerce you into serving God and obeying Him. If you're in Christ and you love God, the Lord, it will naturally be a desire of you to keep His commandments. It won't be burdensome. It won't be, oh boy, I guess I got to go to church Sunday because the Lord says we shouldn't forsake the assembling. Oh boy, I guess I'm not going to do this or I'm going to do that because that's not the relationship that we're talking about this morning. That's not the abiding relationship that, that God has designed for us. Do you love Him this morning? There was a businessman who... Uh, was known for his ruthlessness in the workplace. and uh, Mark Plain, or He approached Mark Twain one time and he says, Before I die, I mean to take a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I want to climb Mount Sinai and read the Ten Commandments aloud at the top. Twain simply replied this, I have a better idea. You could stay in Boston and keep them. Listen, we're, we always want to demonstrate things and go through great lengths to prove that we love somebody or something. But the reality is, in our relationship with Christ, it's just as simply as being obedient to His Word. That's how we demonstrate our love, not by some great work that we do, not by some outward demonstration, not by some show of what we're going to impress people with. And really, when you think about it, you're not going to impress God. But how oftentimes do we try to do that rather than just simply be obedient to what he's asked us to do? We simply prove our love when we obey. When you're obedient to God, it proves that you love him. John 14, 23 and 24 says this, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the saying or, and the word which uh, ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. When we're obedient to the precepts of our Lord, we are proving our love for him. We don't have to do anything uh, for show or, or anything dramatic. It's just simply obeying. But I think we're often preoccupied with trying to impress the Christians that are around us. And we have this artificial Christianity today that we only do things because other people see our life. We're not truly doing it because we're being obedient to the Lord. We're just trying to impress those around us. That's probably more true than we want to admit. We need to be careful. What's the object of your life? We can gain this whole world and lose our soul, if the Word of God tells us. All of those things that we occupy ourselves with are are vain, and and they're they're of no value. There's many commandments in the Bible. And in immaturity, and we'll talk a little bit about as we obey, we are perfected or we become more mature, but... In, in our immaturity, oftentimes we look at it as a do and do not list. But that's not what it is. The reality is, and, and I've said this multiple times over the last couple of weeks, it's all for our good. He's not asking us to do or not do anything because he is a tyrant. No, those things are all for our benefit and our gain in our blessing. Listen, and don't forget, he's the creator. He designed it. So, if you go against that, you're going against the Creator. You're going against what God has ordained, and that's not going to work out. And so, just be obedient to what He has. Um, you know, and baptism is a good example of just the basic step after a, someone receives Christ and becomes a believer. You just follow in believers' baptism, you just are obedient to identify with Christ in baptism. It's just a, a way to demonstrate that you love the Lord. Right. And I'll never forget when I was a teenager, I did not, when I got saved, I did not get baptized. Um, the church that we were in that my dad uh, had me going to that wasn't, uh, they didn't believe in that, but I knew 100% that I was saved. And um, when the Lord got a hold of my heart, when I was going to the Christian school at, at Faith Baptist Church, it, I had a desire to be baptized. And that, and I'm talking Somebody that doesn't know a lot about the Bible, just the very very basics of reading. I'm like, man, all these people that got saved were getting baptized. I'm not baptized, and so I went to the pastor and said, "Listen, I, I think I need to be baptized." And he confirmed my salvation, and it, so I had this desire just to be obedient. Yes, yes, yes. We love him because he first loved us. I, the love that he shed and showed and and demonstrated at the cross that I might be saved, boy, I wanted to get baptized. I I had no problem identifying with Christ. The Christian life doesn't get any more complicated either, regardless of what the commandment is. It's very simple, if you would just do it. Mm -hmm. Baptism is just an easy way to illustrate that. Listen, we can prove our love by discipling others. Everyone in here, well maybe not everyone, but most everyone in here probably knows Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Many of you probably haven't memorized. Go you therefore, right? And and, and we're to preach and to teach to all nations, baptizing them, right? That's a command to us as believers, as the disciples of Christ. That's a command. To go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded. You, and lo, I am with you always, even to the, unto the end of the world. Listen, th- those are the final words of our Savior to his disciples. The Great Commission, we call it, right? The the, the final commandment or, or the commissioning of the people. This is your uh, this is the number one thing that you need to focus on, is going and teaching those. Uh, that have not heard what I've taught you. Sharing the gospel, preaching the gospel, teaching the others how to be saved, discipling them in the word of God, baptizing them. Are you doing that? Listen, we—that that is the command to the church, we say a lot of times. And it is, right? We're the pillar of the ground of the truth and, and we ought to be preaching the gospel. Um, but, I believe the Lord gave that to those individual men. And that transcends down to us as well. Is it applicable to each one of us as his believers, as believers in Christ, as as Christians? Are you preaching Christ? Are you teach, are you actively pursuing other people? I think we're not I don't think we're very good at it at times. I'm not the Holy Spirit, and I don't know these things. But what I do know is when people start doing that, things change. We start seeing people. Visitors start showing up. People start being saved. Because God is faithful to do His part. So when we see a lack of what we would call soul-winning fruit, potentially, it's probably because we're not being obedient to obey that command. God will bring the increase if we're doing our part. We say we love God, but apparently we don't love him enough to share what he's done in our life with others. Because oftentimes we're muffled in the workplace at school. And I listen, I'm preaching to myself too. I've been in the workplace before. I've only been doing what I've been doing for a very short time. So I, I've been in the workplace. And it can be difficult Uh, I've had hard, not officers are soft, so it's the senior NCOs usually that are hard. Officers are soft, but when I was in, there were some chiefs that, boy, you didn't want to be on their bad side, and, and it's hard to share the gospel with them and to witness to those people. But if we love our Lord, we're going to be obedient and obey that command. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get up and preach everywhere you go, you know, and thump your Bible all the time and be arrogant and rude about it. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, and, but listen, do you love the Lord and are you sharing the word with others? We need to be sharing the gospel. John chapter 21, I want, I want to read this, just kind of make an application out of here. We won't, die, we won't tear this apart too much. But John 21 verses 15 and 17, this is uh, the Lord talking to Peter. It says, So when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I, have, that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. I think Peter here was much like the average Christian. He loved the Lord with a brotherly love. He was fond of the Lord. And listen, many people are fond of the Lord in his church, but Jesus was not referring to this type of love. He wanted... To know if Peter loved him with a godly love, a deep spiritual love that would cause him to forsake the world and serve him. How deep's your love for the Lord? Is it superficial? Is it because it's convenient? Are you willing to forsake all and follow Him? If you really truly love the Lord, you will have no objection serving the Lord with your whole heart. Many who sit in church participate in the services and claim to love the Lord, but they never seek to obey His commands. We're soothing our conscience by sitting in church services, I'm afraid, oftentimes. Because when we get out of these walls, it appears that our Christianity almost vanishes at times. Our voice to share the gospel with others, our testimony. If the people at your workplace... We're asked by an anonymous person, hey, do you, is, do you think so-and-so, what, do they even go to church? What do they believe? Do, do you think they're a Christian, or would they think you're an atheist just because you don't talk about anything? I think it, it's pretty quiet in here today, but I think that's the reality of where we're at in Christianity. We say that we love him, but we're really, truly not being obedient to him. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Luke 6.46. How often are we guilty of that? If a man says he loves his wife but never never attends to her request, he falls short of his love. I can tell Cindy I love her all I, all I can. If I never do anything for her, she's probably not going to believe me. <clears throat> Why is it that we are quick to accept God's graciousness and His forgiveness, but we are slow to accepting His commandments? We are slow to obey His precepts. Everyone loves the promises. We want to claim the promises, but an abiding Christian will choose to love His precepts and be obedient to His precepts and do those things that He's commanded us to do. Abiding in his precepts provides assurance. There is always an assurance that comes into the heart of someone who obeys the Lord. Uh, He just confirms the relationship. Uh, Listen, we will inwardly sense that we are the Lord's and he is ours when we keep his precepts. Each act of obedience on our part will deepen our relationship. Every time you obey, it will draw you a little bit closer to the Lord. A little bit nearer. But on the contrary, each time we disobey, boy, we're numbing our conscience. We're affecting that relationship in a negative way. And oftentimes it cr- increases doubt and uncertainty. <clears throat> There's security in being obedient. This assurance gives security. Listen, I, I know I've ex- ex- told you guys my testimony about. Dealing with eternal security, but um, listen. Oftentimes, when when somebody doubts their salvation, uh, he's more he's probably involved in some type of sin. Individual they they begin doubting because they're not being obedient, and so there's this there's this uncertainty there. Uh, Jesus was clear: if we keep his commandments, he will abide, or we will abide in his love. He wants us to he wants to strengthen our relationship with him by abiding day and night in his precepts. Uh, There comes, there's an assurance and security when we're obedient. Uh, Sometimes we may not feel saved is because we're not abiding in the commandments of God. That doesn't mean we're not saved. That doesn't, because God's promise is is eternal life and and it's there. But uh, sometimes we may feel that. Uh, Disobedience compounds doubt. But you know what obedience brings? That blessed assurance. I found that to be so true in my life. The more you abide in God's love, the more assurance you will have. The more you surrender to Him and obey His commands, the more you can rest in knowing that you are His. Assurance builds maturity, or obedience, abiding in His precepts, builds maturity. An immature Christian lives an unstable life. I think we can all at least go back to a time in our life, and I know I can in my Christian life, and, and remember when I, I just felt like, boy, this is uh, I just don't feel very confident in this thing. But as we grow and we mature in Christ, we can get that confidence. That one that might not be very mature, one day they feel confident in their salvation, the next they're unsure. One day they love the church, the next day they have a disdain for the church. One day he keeps the Lord's commandments, the next day he disobeys them. Have you ever heard the yo-yo? The life of a Christian uh, that's not being obedient to God is is like a yo-yo. He's up and down, never finding spiritual rest. People who consistently obey the Lord's commandments will build maturity and stability. And I want to emphasize this this morning. It won't happen until you begin doing it. You won't... It, until you begin being obedient every day, you will never develop that stability and maturity. It's, it's one step at a time. It's one day at a time as you obey and do what God has commanded you to do that you will build that maturity and that stability. Listen, you hear a message and you apply a message. You read the Bible and you apply the Bible. And day by day, day by day, as you consistently obey His Word, you will feel more assured of your relationship with the Lord because you're learning to abide with Him. That means, that's what it means to continue with Him, to abide with Him. And assurance really just turns into maturity. 1 John 2.5 But whoso keepeth His word, in Him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in Him. So those that are obedient to his word and and that keep his word and abide in his precepts and obey his precepts, we are perfected. And we begin to grow and we become uh, assured of this relationship that we have with our God. The more we abide in his precepts, the more maturity begins to bloom. We're perfected by those. Psalm 119.11, the very known passage here, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Why did the psalmist hide God's word? Just so he can have assurance in his heart? No. That word of him that I might not sin against thee. This could be the testimony of a Christian whose maturity is starting to show forth. You're doing it for different reasons, I guess you might say. You're doing it to uh, keep the word. He has the assurance of the word in his heart that is developing maturity and bearing fruit outwardly. So these things are taking place. Uh, not be, You're not looking for assurance. You're, you're just trying to keep God's commandments and, 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 and those things that uh, honor Him. I got an illustration this morning. Anybody know Scott O'Grady? F-16 pilot. He's actually a Spokane native. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't born in Spokane. We're from Spokane, my wife and I, but um, he graduated from Lewis and Clark High School there in Spokane where Cindy and I are from. And uh, He's a fighter pilot. And uh, he was part of uh, the NATO operation, Operation Deny Flight. In, I think, June 2nd of 1995, he was shot down over Bosnia, hostile territory. Um, they were trying to kill him, obviously. That's why they shot a missile at his plane. But, um, so he's shot down. I believe he's a believer, if I remember right. And look up his, his testimony. Um, but, so here's a man. He gets shot down. He's facing death, capture, and all the elements that are out there. Um, So what does he do? He applies all the skills that the Air Force gave him. He had went to the survival school there at Fairchild Air Force Base. Uh, They call it SEER, Survival, Evasion, Resistance, and (coughs) Escape. There we go. Thank you. Some Air Force guy would help me. I never went to, I went to ECAC, Evasion and contemplation. Conduct after capture training. But um, so he, he relies heavily on this. And so his testimony is he just had to go back to the basics of those things that he was taught and, and really the things that he was commanded to do in a situation like this. And I went, one year I was in Iraq and we went into Iran, um, which wasn't allowed. Um, and so we were here in this area that you're not supposed to be. And I just never, I'll never forget the feeling I had. If something happens, it's going to be bad. And so when I think of this man, that, Scott O'Grady, that shot down behind enemy lines and how helpless it must feel in such a dangerous place. Uh, they're only after to capture, to torture you. Uh, probably they just want to kill you. Uh, maybe leverage you uh, politically some way or another. But... Um, but all he did is he went back to all of his training and all those things that he was commanded to do if he was ever in this situation. <clears throat> so his rescue was contingent on his ability to follow those basic instructions. So they have their kit. Thankfully, he was able to get his kit. I think it was still in the, the front of the plane because he had ejected, but he found the wreckage and he found his kit there uh, in, in the wreckage. And... And so there's a radio there, and there's all these different survival things. But the ability, and I'll kind of get ahead of myself. The U.S. Marines rescued him later. I think he was spent six days uh, evading. And, and at one point, they were just feet from him as he was trying to conceal himself. And, and so um, he, by his own testimony, said, I would have been captured if I had not went back and listened to the instructions. And been obedient to the instructions that were given to me in training. It would have been a disaster. He he probably wouldn't be here today. He followed the precepts given to him, and that obedience led him to his rescue. How many times do we struggle in our Christian lives? And we wonder, what's God doing? Why is it things working out this way? Are you being obedient? Are you abiding in his precepts? Are you doing those things that he's instructed us to do? Listen, there will be times that spiritually we're shot down. Our best plans have exploded and we will find ourselves behind many lines, so to speak. Fighting for our lives. Knowing, remembering, and obeying God's precepts will bring security and safety during these times. Regardless of what's taking place around us. In the circumstances, we can find uh, safety in being obedient to God. Listen, there's things that we can avoid just by being obedient to God. In the Air Force, you get all these briefings about STDs and all this stuff. And it was just a waste of my time. I didn't have to worry about it. Because I kept myself pure with my wife. And I never, I I was just, and all these guys, and they were like, well, and they would, at times we'd be deployed. And I'm like, well, this is spiking in there. And I'm like, I never had to worry about it. God would protect us just because we're being obedient to him. There's so much that we bring into our lives that's unnecessary that if we would just be obedient and and obey our Lord. Listen, and as we close this morning, abiding in his precepts promotes a loving spirit. This is probably one of the most lacking things in Christianity today. Abiding in the principles of the word of God will cause my love for God and others to grow. There's no question. It will be a natural byproduct of abiding and being obedient to the words of God. John 15, 12 says this. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Back a couple chapters in John 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you that you love one another. And then verse 35 goes on to say that every man will know that you are my disciples for the love that you have one for another. If we abide in the precepts of the word of God, we will encourage a loving spirit back into our family, into our church, into our workplace. These things will begin to change our environment, if you will, because of how we respond. We will rekindle that fire in our marriage maybe that wasn't there. Listen, if we would get a hold of God's word and his precepts and become obedient, the love that would develop in us would be just amazing. Listen, love's not a a syrupy emotion. Love is the act of your will to obey God. I don't always like Cindy. But I love her to death. And there are things that I do in my life only because of her. I would not do them otherwise, and I would have a giant Great Dane dog, not a Yorkie. But my conduct and my actions are different because I love her. God commands us to love one another. As you abide in his word and his precepts, you will discover that God's truth will produce a loving spirit within you. Others will notice. You will be different. you will make a difference as God springs forth from within you. As you're obedient and that love grows within you, people will, they will be forced to see it. Listen, this morning, there's too much surface Christianity today. There's those that that talk the talk, but they don't walk it. God's love and presence in you, they, they need to see it. But if you're not being obedient to the precepts of God, they're not going to see it. It's not there. Abiding in Christ involves more than feeling warm and fuzzy about him. Oh, boy, God's so good. I, I just love him. It's not like that. Abiding in him involves abiding in his word with a heart to obey his commands. Obedience. Are you being obedient to his commands? Listen, as you read his word and you obey his commands, you will prove your love to him. You will become more mature. In the word of God, you will uh, develop a greater relationship. And listen, there will be a... Uh, the, more, the reality is when you begin obeying it, you become conformed to the image of Christ. And what's natural there? Love. There will be a difference. You'll treat people differently. You will act differently when difficult circumstances come. Listen, let God's word begin changing your life today. Choose to abide in his precepts. Choose to be obedient. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, that we would be a people of the word. And I pray, Lord, that we would be doers. Lord, help us to make application. And I pray, Lord, that those that may have an area of their life that they struggle with, Lord, and, and that they have a challenge there that they just don't feel like they want to submit. And I pray, Lord, that you'd work in their heart, Lord, that they would turn every area of their life over to you. And that it would be obedient to your word. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd bless them for it. And now we pray for your blessing on the morning hour. We ask that you'd be with our pastor, that you'd fill them with the Spirit, Lord, and that the word of God would go forth with liberty. And that you would speak and touch every heart here today. Lord, I pray that Christians would be encouraged and strengthened. And Lord, we pray for the lost that may be with us today, Lord, that you'd work in their heart. Pray that they'd be saved today. And Father, we just pray that you bless our fellowship together. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come worship you together. In Jesus' name, amen.